morning, Baron Dependent Brief, 6 December 23, as I'm invaded in my office by multiple people. It's okay, I know them. The tension in the South China Sea continues to simmer. The USS Gabrielle Giffords was, quote, conducting routine operations in international waters, end quote, in the South China Sea, which, of course, China claims as its own, consistent with international law, in their opinion. Beijing's Southern Theater Command sent the naval force to follow the U.S. warships, saying that it had illegally traversed the 2nd Thomas Shoal, posting on its WeChat, which the... I don't understand why we have official communications on social media these days, but apparently that's a thing that the entire world has embraced. Quote, the U.S. infringes China's sovereignty and safety, disrupts regional peace and stability, and violates international law and the basic norms of international relations. End quote. The USS Gabriel Giffords is an LCS-10 littoral combat ship. It is of the independence class. There are two different classes the Freedom and the Independence. The Freedom is your standard monohull, big gray ship. The Independence class is a trimaran-type hull. Uh, basically, looks like one of those cool sailboat kind of things that has, you know, like a pontoon on either side of it, except it looks all futuristic and stealthy looking. The uh, LCS-10 Giffords is part of the U.S. 7th Fleet that has been involved in joint operations with the Philippines and the South China Sea. As you may remember, uh, China, U.S., Philippines, not exactly getting along, playing nice in the South China Sea. Just this last weekend, China swarmed a reef off the Philippine coast with 135 fishing boats, prompting the Philippines to send two Coast Guard vessels. China, of course, said that its ships were, quote, reasonable and lawful, end quote. Back in October, tensions led to a boat collision between a Chinese and a Filipino vessel prompting President Biden to warn that the U.S. would certainly defend the Philippines should China attack, saying, quote, I want to be clear. I want to be very clear. Shut up, Biden. The United States defense commitment to the Philippines is ironclad. The United States defense agreement with ice cream and sniffing little girls and also the Philippines is ironclad. Any attack on the Filipino aircraft, where am I? Oops, I fell up the steps again. Vessels or armed, armed forces will invoke our mutual defense treaty with the Philippines, end quote. The Philippines accused the, the Chinese boats of intentionally hitting theirs. The Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson Mao Ning said that the U.S., quote, had no right to get involved in a problem between China and the Philippines, end quote. Keep an eye on the South China Sea. We're going to talk a little bit more about that this morning. Meanwhile, in Gaza, according to the Palestinian Health Ministry, so everything is asterisks and caveats when we talk about the Palestinian Health Ministry. Meanwhile, in Gaza, it's estimated that 7,600 people are missing. 43,615 people have been injured. And 16,248 people have been killed. That's uh, 67,000, almost 68,000 people missing, killed, or injured in uh, a month. I'm sorry, two months. October 7th, it's now December 6th. Yeah, two months. Those are pretty good numbers, honestly. Like, if you're uh, on the aggressor side, pretty good job. 
if you're air quote defending, mm, not so great. We're just we're just calling a spade a spade here, removing all morality and feels from the situation. The United States has begun to change its immigration policy as a result of the violence. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, he of worthless piece of shit category, said, quote, Today, the State Department is implementing a new visa restriction policy targeting individuals believed to have been involved in undermining peace, security, or stability in the West Bank, including through committing acts of violence or taking other actions that unduly restrict civilians' access to essential services and basic necessities. Immediate family members of such persons may also be subject to these restrictions, end quote. He, however, said zero things about the invasion on the southern border. So, the U.S. has also just announced additional aid for Gaza as of Tuesday. That'd be yesterday for those playing along in the home game. The administrator of the U.S. Agency for International Development, or U.S. Aid, <clears throat> excuse me, Samantha Power, arrived in Egypt with 36,000 pounds of food and medical supplies for Gaza. That's a joke. 36,000 pounds of food? In a single day in Rolling Fork, Mississippi, Grindstone Ministries collected more than 50,000 pounds of food from y'all. Now, it also depends on how you classify zebra cakes. Are they or are they not food? But 36,000 pounds of food, USAID, that's the best you can do? That's super cute. That's super duper duper cute. Y'all, the Bear Nation, when we were in Mayfield, Kentucky, A.O., you helped us break the U.S. National Guard. They had to shut down the warehouse because we put 300 tons of food into their warehouse in less than a week. And the National Guard didn't have the wherewithal to be able to categorize and organize all of the donations that came in from y'all for Mayfield, Kentucky. So forgive me if I'm unimpressed with 36,000 pounds of food. When we, you and I together, put 600,000 pounds of food in a warehouse uh, in like five days with trailers, little trailers, dump trailers, tandem axle flat trailers. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, and she also announced the coming of $21 million in, in additional U.S. assistance for the Palestinian people. <clears throat> I'd love to cry Hegelian dialectic here with $21 million going to the Palestinians while we also fund the Israelis. And maybe there's an element of that. Um, comma, thank you for hiding this over here. I just found it. <laughs> one, of, one of your Fs. <laughs> uh, Katie Lynn, our badass administrator, occasionally runs out of Fs to give. And so I gave her a jar of Fs and I just found one hidden on my desk. <laughs> uh, probably. Um, 21 million bucks for the Palestinians. A, who paid for that? Answer, you did. I did. B, this is much more likely political propaganda than it is Hegelian dialectic. 21 million bucks in additional U.S. assistance for the Palestinian people. Um, that's a drop in the bucket. Comma, I'd love to have $21 million for Caleb House. So maybe all I need to do is register, I mean officially register, not based upon what Christopher Ray and the FBI says, but officially register as a terrorist organization, and then I can get $21 million to rescue kids from sex trafficking. One Bear National wrote in with 
quote, intel from Israel, from family and friends on the ground, saying, quote, south of the Gaza Strip, starving Gaza residents ambushed the aid trucks entering from the Rafah crossing. That's on the south side of the West Bank. It goes from the Sinai Peninsula of Israel up in or of Egypt up into the West Bank, the land of the Edomites, for those who are interested in reading the blue book and doing what it says. Starving Gaza residents ambushed the aid trucks entering from the Rafah crossing to get food and water before they reached the Red Crescent warehouses. Red Crescent is the Muslim equivalent of the American Red Cross. Do they all eventually tie back to Freemasonry? Yeah, they absolutely do. Is the Blue Lodge, are you allowed to even say the name of Christ in the Blue Lodge? No, you're not. Is the international conspiracy of one world religion and government somehow tied back to a bunch of crusty old men who like to talk about Hiram Abiff? Absolutely. How? Fair, but how? How is Daniel's temple going to be abominated with this sacrifice? Mm, It might have something to do with, uh, what do they call it, the great architect and the worship of, rather than Elohim, the creator of the universe, and his son, Yeshua HaMashiach. Very possible. Oh no, now all the Masons are going to issue me death threats. Get in line, homie. The Red Crescent warehouses, so the food and aid isn't even making it to the Red Crescent warehouses because starving Gaza residents are ambushing the trucks. Now, of course, the Red Crescent Crescent is claiming that uh, they are only distributing the food to close associates, comma, armed Hamas operatives are shooting at the residents of Gaza to keep them away from the aid while the residents are throwing stones back at Hamas because the vast majority of this aid that is coming into country into the West Bank is being taken by Hamas. Uh, Black Hawk down anybody? This food is now the property of Mahama Farid Aidid or some shit like that. Yeah. So takeaway for that on We All Gonna Die Wednesday. Um, How about we all go out of our way today and every day henceforth to not be dependent upon the aid trucks coming in so we don't starve to death. And again, 36,000 pounds of food. That's cute. That's like super duper duper cute. I have more than that put up in buckets for my household. Kiss my ass, USAID. Now, shall we continue? Good morning to everybody in the fact. In the fact. Somebody, renowned warrior, said facts in the chat. Good morning to everybody in the chat. More caffeine is indicated. Now, it is We All Gonna Die Wednesday. If you're uh, one of those people in the group of the 40% who watch this show but aren't subscribed to this show, assuming you're not a fed boy, you should go ahead and subscribe. Um, like, you know, if you're LARPing in your mom's basement wearing $17,000 worth of nods on your head right now while covered in Cheeto dust, get your life together and then consider subscribing. If you're already subscribed, you know what to do. Ring the little bell icon, share the show with somebody you love, leave a comment for the YouTube algorithmic robots to chew on. And make sure you're still subscribed because we are in a season of shadow ban right now. Uh, Lots of people being unsubscribed against their will from this channel. I get messages all day, every day from people saying, Bear, why did you unsubscribe me? It's actually not possible for me to unsubscribe you. There's a handful of y'all that I would if I could, but the vast majority of y'all, I love you. You're good people. I can't unsubscribe you. YouTube did that. Also, seeing a lot of comments saying, man, there's a lot of ads on this video. Not me. YouTube. So take it up with them. Uh, You can 
email them at reptilianoverlords at gmail.com. And they're very interested in receiving uh, your feedback, I'm sure. Also, shout out to JK Ironman at Interstate Steel for sending me yet another Carhartt hoodie. Love you, bro. It's my yearly Carhartt hoodie. That's amazing. Bless you, bro. Here it is right here. If you're in Indiana, anywhere near Indiana, and you need steel erected, sold, whatever you're into, Interstate Steel, tell them Bear sent you. They're great people. Love them. Now, continuing on with the brief Let's talk a little bit more about uh, the LCS-10 USS Gabriel Giffords uh, from USNINews.org. The LCS-10 Giffords sailed past the second Thomas Shoal in the disputed Spratly Island chain in the South China Sea. The second Thomas Shoal has been a hot spot uh, in the last 12 or so months of multiple... uh, Inflection points is probably the best word between the U.S. and the Philippines and China. It's worth looking at it on a map just to see where it's at. So LCS-10 sailed past the second Thomas Shoal in the disputed Spratly Island chain in South China Sea, prompting an angry response from the Chinese military. Meanwhile, the Philippines issued a release on Sunday stating that more than 135 China Maritime Militia, CMM, fishing boats were massing around a Philippine-claimed reef in the Spratleys. In a Monday's statement, the People's Liberation Army Air Force Colonel Tian Juni, spokesman for the Southern Theater Command, said the Gabriel Gifford sailed into the Chinese waters without prior notification and violated Chinese law. Now, maybe this is my effectual 1980s indoctrination speaking, but one... LCS versus 135 fishing boats. I don't even know if that's like a contest because they got two MH60s on that sucker. They got uh, surface-to-air, surface-to-surface missiles, 57 millimeter. Like, come at me, bro. And it's part of the Seventh Fleet. So, and here's the thing. Can that ship, the LCS-10, the Giffords, take 135 fishing boats? I think the answer to that is yes. Would it? No. I'm pretty sure at this point our leadership would just let Somali pirates have the LCS-10 rather than cause an international incident. We, and when I say we, I mean political leadership, don't have the backbone for a war with China because we, political leadership, has been bought and paid for by China for a long period of time. Oh, we're also going to talk about uh, former representative or i'm sorry former senator bob menendez yeah that uh had a whole bunch of gold bars in his house that has been found in five hundred sixty-six thousand dollars in cash of very interesting origin because this guy was bought and paid for by the egyptians and it's no big deal he was just the chairman of the senate foreign relations committee so you know a nobody no big deal so why? how come the U.S. hasn't gone to war with China yet? Probably because the Biden administration is bought and paid for by China. Probably. Deductive reasoning. So the LCS-10, South China Sea, Spratly Islands, um, something to keep an eye on. Why do I even care about that? In the micro, how does this affect my life? The biggest thing I see coming from this is all of the social upheaval 
and economic exacerbation that comes from large-scale war. And make no mistake, the United States is backing the Ukrainians in Eastern Europe against the Russians. There is very likely a Russia-slash-U.S. proxy war going on right now in Israel because Hamas and Hezbollah are funded by Iran. Iran is funded by Russia. And if I was Russia trying to prosecute a special military operation in Ukraine, I would start some brush fires somewhere else. So the U.S. now has to divide their attention, their forces, their resources to go deal with this problem in the Middle East while also trying to deal with this problem in Ukraine. Problem in Ukraine being, uh, I don't know, the CIA ousted the duly elected president of Ukraine, who was no uh, he was no peach either. And then installed Zelensky as a puppet who is literally an actor uh, who is acting on behalf of the United States. And now the powers that be, the reptilian overlords, have to decide how many resources that resources they can dedicate to Ukraine and to Israel and possibly to the Philippines, South China Sea, and or direct conflict with China. Yeah, a.k.a. brush fires, asymmetric warfare. That's what I would do if I was Russia. And uh, who's Russia's BFF right now? The Chinese. And if the Chinese could prosecute a war, now would be a great time for them to do it because of the weak state of American leadership and because there's a whole bunch of LMNOPs in the uh, United States military that can't decide which litter box they want to shit in today. And U.S. recruiting numbers are significantly down. You know, Duke and Flint from G.I. Joe would be very unimpressed right now. That's all I'm saying. John J. Rambo would have some serious issues right now. And I realize all these people are fictitious, but you must realize that to me, they're super duper real again because of my 1980s upbringing and indoctrination. M81 Woodland for the win. From NBC News, this is like so, so wonderful. Gold bars featured in Senator Bob Menendez's bribery, ca bribery case are linked to a 2013 robbery record show. Four gold bars connected to the FBI search of Senator Bob Menendez's home have direct links to a New Jersey businessman now accused of bribing Menendez, the state's senior senator, Bergen County prosecutor records from 2013 robbery case show. The businessman, his name is Fred Dabes, blah, blah, blah. He was a victim of an armed robbery in 2013. The police recovered the bars that were stolen from him. Dabes reported that $500,000 in cash and 22 gold bars were stolen. That's not an insignificant amount of gold, BT dubs. The average weight of a gold bar, it's allowed to vary to a certain percentile, but the average weight is 400 ounces of gold. Street value of each bar of gold today is approximately $800,000. Let's do some quick back-of-the-napkin math. Bob Medendez had 13 gold bars in his possession, four of which were tied to this dude, Dabes, who also has ties to Egypt. And Menendez is under investigation for special interest with Egypt. In fact, from the NBC article, Menendez and his wife are also accused of taking payoffs from Hannah, a businessman, the FBI said. In exchange, investigators alleged Menendez used his position as chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee to help Hannah win an exclusive halal meat inspection contract with the Egyptian government. They also said that in exchange for bribes, Menendez tried to assist the government of Egypt with arms sales. Prosecutor, prosecutors said Menendez also accepted a Mercedes and other payoffs from Yorib. In exchange, prosecutors said Menendez offered to try to help Yorib with an ongoing state attorney general's investigation. Mm, yeah, why won't the politicians? They're our elected representatives. Don't they know they're supposed to represent us? 
When was the last time you slipped a gold bar into their pocket? They don't give a shit about you. They don't give a shit about me. 13 gold bars, 800K cash value each. That's about $10.5 million. In addition to the $566,000 in cash that Menendez had as well. Now, I'm um, I'm a little L libertarian. I really don't care what you do as long as you don't bother me. And you shouldn't care what I do as long as I don't bother you. I don't have anything against people having dozens of gold bars in their home. I do have some serious questions, though, when a guy who's supposed to make $160,000 a year. Um, and by the way, if he get, he yeah, well, that's literally his defense. He saved up because of his family's upbringing in Cuba and the fact that they've been displaced so many times. So he's always he's taken money out of his savings account his whole life and always had liquid cash available, even though the gold bars have serial numbers on them that tie back to this businessman, Dave's. And even though the cash has Dave's fingerprints on it, Menendez took it out of his savings account. This is what his defense attorney is saying, so that he could save it for a rainy day because of his traumatic upbringing in Cuba, that if he ever had to strategically relocate immediately, he'd have some cash and gold on hand. Even though the serial numbers from the gold bars are tied to this 2013 robbery in New Jersey, which are tied to Dave's. And even though a whole bunch of cash, tens of thousands of dollars in cash that was found in a separate envelope in Menendez's possession, all has Dave's fingerprints on it. Nothing to see here. Well, how come our elected representatives won't do what we they were sworn in and duly elected to do? Because you don't put gold in their pockets. Well, you do. It's called taxpayer money, but they don't give a shit about you. They don't give a shit about me. In fact, I was at an event recently where we had a state representative here, which was interesting because unbeknownst to me, he was in the room while I was telling everybody in the room that politicians are pieces of shit and they can't be trusted. And I did not apologize to the man after the fact because I still believe that. I would have probably just looked right at him when I said it. I didn't know that he was there. So that was fun. <clears throat> so um, special interest much? You know, gold bars, eh, you know, I, I wouldn't complain if somebody slipped me a gold bar. Uh, in fact, I'm happy to tell you, we don't have gold bars, but uh, many of y'all in supporting Caleb House have sent in precious metals to the point that we have an old cigar box that is now a treasure chest full of precious metals. Some of y'all sent in platinum. I had no idea how valuable platinum was until I Googled it. I was amazed. Bless you. I was like, this little chunk of metal is worth that much? Yeah, we have some gold. We have some silver. It's it's amazing. Um, love this info. Love the commentary. Thanks, James. I appreciate you. One of y'all asked in the chat, hey, can I buy stuff from Refuge Medical with silver? Um, I know that Liberty and Preacher are probably watching this going, no, but people have done it in the past. Call the store. Shoot us an email. Sales at refugemedical.com. Yeah, we are part of a barter program. I will wheel and deal with you. You got precious metals. I have things that will save your life with proper training and application. Let's party. Let's do it. Uh, I think a big part of, you know, we talked Monday about you need 12 to 15 men. You need to start laying out duties and responsibilities based upon giftings and talents and delights. You need to start organizing. One of the things that I think that people should be taking away from this and being implementing right now there's a great phrase that my brother Mad Kelt used Monday evening. We were at a thing, doing a thing. Internal economy. You need your own internal economy. Doesn't mean 
that you don't participate in the external economy. But as much as you can, you need an internal economy. If you need meat, get it from your local farmer or veg, get it from your local farmer. You could go to the big corporate oil change place or you could go support the mom and pop guy. See what I mean? You need your own internal economy. As much as you can, keep it in the family. If people who are part of your community, your mutual assistance group, your tribe, your whatever you got, keep it in the family, your own circular economy, internal economy to the best of your ability. Rather than extracting wealth from the Babylonian beast system because of your job, your 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hour a week job, and then turning around and giving it right back to the system, you should hold on to as much of that as possible. And then if you're going to spend money, spend it with people you know and you trust that you would put your back up against in a firefight if you had to. Do business with those people before you do business with anybody else. So Bob Menendez, gold bars. Last thing I want to look at this morning, we talked in a previous brief about uh, Section 702 of FISA, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. Why does this matter? Um from a tyrannical standpoint, as well as a civil unrest standpoint. So director of FBI, Christopher Ray is on record of saying that we, the American populace need to be on the lookout for increased threats of terror attacks on, um, on around Christmas, 2023. Uh, for those who aren't playing along in the home game, that would be December 25th, 2023, also known as the winter solstice. Look it up. Um, I don't feel like uh, pissing in a bunch of religious Cheerios this morning, so we'll just leave that. So Christopher Ray is saying that because of the Israel-Hamas conflict in the Middle East, that simps here for uh, Hamas are going to likely act out against Americans during the holiday season, roughly 25 December-ish. And that you need to be on the lookout for that. And also, in order for the FBI to prevent terrible things from happening, Congress needs to reauthorize the use of Section 702 under the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. It feels a lot like the Patriot Act-ish to me. So FISA and Section 702, in a nutshell, the way this works is that under 702, the FBI and others can specifically target non-Americans for all of their data emanations. And they, uh, they, the intelligence community, are not supposed to target Americans. And that sounds great, except for in 2022, accidentally, asterisk, 278,000 Americans were targeted under Section 702, to which Congress had said, if you don't clean up your act, we're going to slap your wrist. And there are zero benchmarks in order for being able to hold the IC accountable for misuse of Section 702. One of the ways that 702 is used against you is that if they, they, the IC intelligence community, wants to specifically target you and you are an American, which they're not allowed to do, let's say you have a friend in Zimbabwe, they will target your friend in Zimbabwe. And because you have a connection, to the target in Zimbabwe, you are now tertiary to the case and therefore they can target you directly. So they investigate Jim Jones in Zimbabwe because you're friends with Mr. Jones. Now they get to investigate you as well. And as a result, 
hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Americans are in a database somewhere that isn't supposed to exist anyway under FISA Section 702 with everything you've ever emanated, everything you've ever said on the Internet, blah, 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 blah. And so Mr. Ray at the FBI is now saying that unless they have the ability to continue to do that, then terrible things are going to happen on Christmas because Hamas is fighting Israel halfway around the world. So, step one, consider the source. What does Mr. Ray have to gain from this? He and his people have the uh, continued ability to do what they're doing under FISA Section 702 with essentially no oversight. Yeah, if I was him, I'd want that too. Uh, how am I going to get people to agree that we need to keep Section 702? If we don't, then bad things will happen. The Durka Durka jihads are going to come here and blow people up in Times Square. Okay, well, Mr. FBI, if you're aware of the Durka Durka jihads, go do something about it. How many of these people that we see on the news, they shoot up a school, they blow something up, or they, you know, they run through a barrier somewhere and the FBI goes, we were aware of this person. Okay. And so there's also the question that could be asked here. If you continue with 702, what are you going to do about it? Other than potentially target American citizens, not just for surveillance, but for actual boots on the ground operations, because you consider them a threat to your political ideology and the system that you are enmeshed in, the deep state and the far left. Interesting, because according to to the FBI and other alphabet soup agencies, all of us here who stock food and train with their jelly bean launchers and who read the Bible, we are all legitimately domestic terrorists. I have a dear friend and brother, Pastor Joe Fox of Viking Preparedness, who has been saying for 20 years that the United States is preparing to fight an insurgency on its own soil. Who do you suppose that insurgency is? Getting back to... Don't be dependent on the aid trucks for food. If you've ever been to Refuge Medical Responder 1, the video that we show in the beginning of Responder 1, if you've been there while I'm teaching that class, I will tell you this is the reason I'm not getting on the bus. This is the reason I'm not going to where the bus is. Screw your bus. I'll have my own bus, which gets back to internal economy and why you need it at a minimum 12 to 15 men families that you can trust so that you can provide your own security you can provide your own food you can produce food not just consume it even provide your own electricity maybe medical as well internal economy amongst people that you trust because at some point we won't just be labeled domestic terrorists we will be enemies of the state and again Regardless of what the state may be designed to do per our founding documents, it doesn't do what it's supposed to do because you are not slipping gold bars into politicians' pockets. Ergo, they don't give a shit about you. They don't give a shit about me. And if you get in the way of their ability to continue to extort foreign nationals to put gold in their pocket, you will be dealt with because you're a domestic terrorist, whom we can now target under FISA Section 702. See? And that's not a bunch of tinfoil hat conspiracy bullshit. That's all based on OSIN, open source intelligence and reporting. None of that's tinfoil. That's all straight up, air quote, facts from the AP, Reuters, and all of their minions. And there's something to be said about that as well, because always consider the source. It's all propaganda. And the news can't tell you what to think, but it can tell you what to think about.
That's the show for today. Let's talk about value exchange. If you're one of those people that jumps off when it's time to discuss value exchange, polite invitation to beat feet, skedaddle, get out of here. Have a blessed day. Shaloha for everybody else. Patreon.com links in the description for everything. Um, I mentioned at the onset of the show that we are in the midst of yet another shadow ban. Uh, super surprising that YouTube wouldn't want this information getting out because YouTube is owned by Google. Google is owned by Alphabet Inc. Alphabet, the Alphabet Soup Agencies. Interesting. Did you know that the day, the day, the day after the FBI shut down their, uh, what did they call it? It was like yearbook or something like that. The day after Facebook went live, the day after, and somehow some college kid with no money had the server capacity for millions of people per day to sign up and not crash his servers or his website. Interesting. And now people talk about digital exhaust. You're, they're taking your digital exhaust. Of course, dude, 99% of y'all watching right now who have a Facebook page, you give me 20 minutes, I can find you based upon what you are emanating on Facebook. Not even your digital exhaust, just the shit that your life log. Thank you. Just the shit that you're posting. Hmm. How could that be valuable to certain alphabet soup agencies? Okay. So, of course, YouTube being owned by an alphabet soup agency, look into how the SS funded Nazi operations during World War II. 730 different front corporations, a portion of which all went back to the Nazi party, separate from the German army, separate from the German um, politicians. Separate from oversight, is all their black budget all came from these 730 different organizations. Where did we, the intelligence community, learn that from? Well, Bill Donovan, Office of Strategic Services, which then later became the CIA. Hmm. So how do they fund black ops, which isn't just ninja stuff and little birds and, you know, assassinations? How do they fund that? Oh, you start a legitimate company that does legitimate things, that also provides value to you, say, from an intelligence collection standpoint, and then you take a portion of that profit and you use that to fund all the things that are happening over here away from oversight. This is not a conspiracy. This is a fact. This has been going on for at least 80 years that we know of. So, of course, YouTube doesn't want us to discuss these things here on the internet, which is why, in large part, we have Patreon. Patreon is an alternate channel a different radio frequency that we can continue to broadcast over there should things go away over here. Additionally, there's mm, 15 to 30 additional posts and videos that never see the light of day here on YouTube every month over on Patreon. So go check it out. Uh, it's 10 bucks a month. Next, refugemedical.com. If Bob was here, I would make Bob do this part, but Bob's not here. That's okay. He's doing his actual job. Refugemedical.com. Made in America, guaranteed forever. The best freaking first aid kits on planet Earth. 110 lives saved to date. 110. 93 on the military civilian side. 17 on the law enforcement side here just in the state of Oklahoma. 110. So does it work? Yep. Got 110 witnesses that says that it worked. 
Is it the cheapest kit you will find? No, not even a little bit. But I don't understand why the industry is trying to commoditize life-saving equipment. So much so that some people have been shit posting over on the Refuge YouTube channel about stop telling people they have to buy a purpose-built tourniquet. You can make one with a belt. You can make one with string. You can make all this stuff. Okay. The irony of somebody using a $1,300 piece of modern equipment to say don't have a purpose-built $30 piece of life-saving equipment is astounding. It's retarded. If a belt works so great, why would we have Committee on TCCC recommended windless tourniquets? Ask me that. Occam's razor. Because they're better than a belt. Because they're better than string. Now, understanding how a tourniquet works so that you can make one if you don't have one, yes, good. But planning to improvise, right? It's planning to fail. You know where the windless tourniquet came from? In the military, they used to be issued two cravats, two triangle bandages. They look like this, but green, OD green. This is an orange one. And you would circle this up like this, tie it around the wound, and then you'd get a stick. And you'd use a stick and tighten it down. Until the global war on terror started, and everybody started looking around and going, um, there's no sticks out here. So you know what they did? They put a stick on a tourniquet because it's better than have a piece of cloth and find a stick. Now, if all you have is a piece of cloth and a stick, absolutely, you can make a tourniquet. If all I have is a black powder musket, I like that better than a sharp stick, but I don't like it better than my AR-15. You see the point? Okay. So with that being said, there's three kits I want to show you this morning briefly, all of which, or at least one of which, should be on your load-bearing equipment, getting back to 12 to 15 men who train and train regularly. This is the SOB kit, small of the back. It weighs one pound. It's this big. It's perfect for a war belt or a plate carrier. I have one on my plate carrier. Cat, real cat, Gen 7 tourniquet on the outside. Pop this open. Find the red handle. Pull. I'm holding a trauma first aid kit in my hand which is made in America and guaranteed forever. Pop this open, pressure bandage, combat gauze, wound packing gauze, chest seals, nasal pharyngeal, airway, et cetera, et cetera. Good to go. Weighs as much as one loaded AR-15 magazine. Okay, that's the SOB, small of the back kit. Thank you, Patriot Plumber, for helping us put that thing together. SOB. Promo code Bear Nation gets you free shipping, by the way, at Refuge Medical. This is the ARC Advanced Ripaway Kit. This can be mounted on a headrest with these straps that come with it here. So you can put this on the headrest on the back of your car, especially if you've only got money for one first aid kit. You get this and the dangler attachment. So when you're operating, you can take it off your headrest and stick it to your plate carrier chest rig. And when you're driving, you can stick it back on your headrest. Okay? So it comes with these straps for mounting to a headrest. How does this work? Pop the clip, grab the red handle, pull, advanced ripaway kit. Gen 7 cat tourniquet on the outside, pop it open, fully loaded with all the stuff that you need to treat one to two major casualties per the March algorithm. Chest seals, wound packing gauze, combat gauze, gloves, nasal pharyngeal, airway, pressure bandages, etc., etc. 
and of course, made in the USA. Guaranteed forever. If you break it, I will replace it at no cost to you. If you use the contents of one of these kits to save somebody's life, I will replace them at no cost to you. That is the ARK, ARK, Advanced Ripaway Kit. And last but certainly not least, the bare minimum. It's about yay big. Gen 7 Cat Tourniquet and Shears on the outside. Same concept. Molly compatible, Powell's webbing compatible. Pop the top open, grab the red handle. You seeing a trend here? Pull, pop this open, boom. Trauma medicine for my massive bleeding. So I've got my rolled gauze, my gloves, my pressure bandage, my tape, my Sharpie compressed gauze for wound packing, as well as combat gauze, or I'm sorry, quick clot rolled gauze for wound packing back here. Back here, I've got in this pocket, there's another pocket right here. I've got my chest seals and my burn tech dressing, good to go. And then down here in the bottom, more of your boo-boo slash minor wound care down here. I've got uh, in the bottom pocket, I have my OTC wipes, sting relief, disinfectant, triple antibiotic ointment, povidone iodine, etc. Band-Aids, a lot of y'all like, bro, we need Band-Aids. So, Band-Aids, as well as Steri strips, two sizes for wound closure, and then a gauze pack of two by twos, four, four by fours, and five by nines. When combined with your tape, you can handle almost anything with the bare minimum. So, one of those three kits for your line gear, for your 12 to 15 men, who are going to give you the capability to maintain a comfortable distance from tyranny for the preservation of life, not to go start a bunch of shit and go fight the government because uh, we train some people inside of the government and we train with other people inside of the government and the DOD, and you're not going to win against them because they have this really cool thing that you don't have called a radio. Who they can talk to on the other end of that radio one aerial asset and you and your 12 to 15 guys cease to exist. This is not about starting a war with the government. This is about being able to maintain a comfortable distance from tyranny for the preservation of life. Everybody tracking on that? Matt Bayer said the Bearman is hands down the best value. Agreed. Refugemedical.com, promo code Bear Nation, one word or two, because some people are more caffeinated than others. One word or two, promo code Bear Nation for free shipping. Tracking? Tracking. All right. Refuge Ruckus. RefugeRuckus.com. We are rucking through downtown Fort Smith, Arkansas, uh, May or March 8th through 10th, 2024. Come see us. Come hang out with us. You can find the details uh, at RefugeRuckus.com. This is to raise awareness and funds for Caleb House, which is our anti-human trafficking 501c3, which is 100% privately funded by y'all because I'm not going to take a dime from the federal government, which tells me that I have to adhere to some woke bullshit ideology and agenda in order to remain funded. Not doing that. Good morning, Ducks. Thank you. Um, and then before we talk about Grindstone and Caleb House, I'm going to go pee real quick because I can't.
Grindstoneministries.com. It's tornado slash hurricane season. If you would like to participate, if we deploy, you need to get on the mailing list. Grindstoneministries.com. Sign up for the mailing list. We don't spam your inbox with a bunch of bullshit. When we send out a Werno and an op order, it's going to go out. It'll be pushed out via that uh, email, mass email. So go check that out. Um, if you want to come do uh, disaster relief stuff with us and laugh when USAID says they delivered 36,000 pounds of food, get at us, groundstoneministries.com. CalebHouse.org, Caleb with a K, CalebHouse.org is our anti-human trafficking ministry, specifically focused on juvenile human trafficking survivors, not just the rescue, but the restoration of putting them back together again. Quick update, we had an awesome meeting yesterday with personnel from Perma Pastures Farm at Caleb House regarding uh, food production and livestock at Caleb House and got some really good input as far as water management, land management, and what animals to run where so that we can produce real food for the people who will be at Caleb House. So praise y'all for that. That's amazing. If the spirit convicts you, and you would like to pour into Caleb House and our ministry of rescuing and restoring juvenile human trafficking survivors, you can visit calebhouse.org. If it does not, no harm, no foul, but I don't want a dime from you. Okay? Okay. Awesome. Let's talk to the creator. Okay, bear. Good morning, Father Yah. Father, thank you for allowing us to wake up this morning. Father, thank you for all the things that we take for granted, like blood inside of our body and breath in our lungs and people who love us, sunshine. Father, thank you for your overwhelming mercy and grace. Thank you for loving us enough to become flesh and sacrifice yourself for us that we might enter back into your household by the blood of your son, Yeshua. Father, thank you for making us new. Please continue to teach us how to walk in your ways to the best of our broken ability. Thank you for the example set forth by Yeshua and for the conviction of your Ruach HaKodesh, your Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that you would empower us today to do many mighty works in your name with strength and power and authority by the blood in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. And, Father, that you would give us wisdom and discernment through your Holy Spirit, your Ruach HaKodesh. And that you would bring peace that surpasses all understanding, even as the world continues to act stupid, that we would be focused on you and not on the world. And that you change not. And that your word will not return to you void. I pray that you'd remember us as we do our broken best to remember you. And that you would remember your covenants and your promises as we do our best to remember your covenants and your promises. Father, I pray that you'd fill us up and that you would use us to be your hands and feet to do many mighty works in your name. Father, put a hedge of protection around these people. And if anything comes against them that's not of you, I rebuke it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach and command it to flee. Please bless us today 
even as we're not worthy. Father God, we love you. We thank you for all this, and I lift all these people up and lay them at your feet. I ask all these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. All right. We made it through another Wednesday. Praise Yah. Y'all go do the things. Um, one thing I'd like to encourage y'all to do, if you are a supporter of Caleb House, whether that's with prayer or with your hands and feet or with your monetary donations, if you could please reach out to other content creators, podcasters, whoever it might be, on behalf of Caleb House and ask them if they are willing to have a conversation about Caleb House and rescue and restoration, I would greatly appreciate it because there are way more of y'all than there are of me. So if the Bear Nation could go on a campaign of awareness for Caleb House with all these other content creators, I'd be very, very appreciative. I hope you all have a blessed day. Shalom.